0: section 5 of the natural history volume 6 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the natural history volume 6 by pliny the elder translated by john bostock and henry thomas riley section 5 book 27 chapters 1 to 23 chapter 1 1 researches of the ancients upon this subject the further i proceed in this work the more i am impressed with admiration of the ancients and the greater the number of plants that remain to be described the more i am induced to venerate the zeal displayed by the men of former times in their researches and the kindly spirit manifested by them in transmitting to us the results thereof indeed their bounteousness in this respect would almost seem to have surpassed the munificent disposition even of nature herself if our knowledge of plants had depended solely upon man's spirit of discovery but as it is it is evident beyond all doubt that this knowledge has emanated from the gods themselves or at all events has been the result of divine inspiration even in those cases where man has been instrumental in communicating it to us in other words if we must confess the truth a marvel surpassed by nothing in our daily experience nature herself that common parent of all things has at once produced them and has discovered to us their properties wondrous indeed is it that a scythian plant should be brought from the shores of the palace meodis and the euphobia from mount atlas and the regions beyond the pillars of hercules localities where the operations of nature have reached their utmost limit that in another direction the plant britannica should be conveyed to us from isles of the ocean situate beyond the confines of the earth that the Ethiopis should reach us from a climate scorched by the luminaries of heaven and then in addition to all this that there should be a perpetual interchange going on between all parts of the earth of production so instrumental to the welfare of mankind results all of them insured to us by the peace that reigns under the majestic sway of the roman power a peace which brings in presence of each other not individuals only belonging to lands and nations far separate but mountains even and heights towering above the clouds their plants and their various productions that this great bounteousness of the gods may know no end is my prayer a bounteousness which seemed to have granted the roman sway as a second luminary for the benefit of mankind chapter two two, aconite otherwise called the cameron or scorpio four remedies but who i say can sufficiently venerate the zeal and spirit of research displayed by the ancients it is they who have shown us that aconite is the most prompt of all poisons in its effects so much so indeed that female animals if the sexual parts are but touched with it will not survive a single day with this poison it was that accused calpurnius bestia of killing his wives in their sleep and this it was that gave rise to that fearful peroration of his denouncing the murderous finger of the accused according to the fables of mythology this plant was originally produced from the foam of the dog cerberus when dragged by hercules from the infernal regions for which reason it is said it is still so remarkably abundant in the vicinity of heraclea in pontus a spot where the entrance is still pointed out to the shades below and yet noxious as it is the ancients have shown us how to employ aconite for the benefit of mankind and have taught us as the result of their experience that taken in mulled wine it neutralizes the venom of the scorpion indeed such is the nature of this deadly plant that it kills man unless it can find in man something else to kill when such is the case as though it had discovered in the body a fit rival to contend with that substance is the sole object of its attack finding another poison in the viscera to it alone it confines its onslaught and thus a truly marvelous thing two poisons each of them of a deadly nature destroy one another within the body and the man survives even more than this the ancients have handed down to us remedies employed by the animals themselves and have shown how that venomous creatures even effect their own cure by the contact of aconite the scorpion is struck with torpor is quite benumbed assumes a pallid hue and so confesses itself vanquished when this is the case white hellebore is its great auxiliary the very touch of it dispels its torpor and the aconite is forced to yield before two foes its own enemy and the common enemy of all nor after this if any one should be of opinion that man could by any chance or possibility make such discoveries as these he must surely be guilty of ingratitude in thus appreciating the beneficence of the gods in countries frequented by the panther they rub meat with aconite and if one of those animals should but taste it its effects are fatal indeed were not these means adopted the country would soon be overrun by them it is for this reason too that some persons have given to hellebore the name of pardaleonchis it has been well ascertained however that the panther instantaneously recovers if it can find the opportunity of eating human so far as these animals are concerned who can entertain a doubt that it was chance only that first led them to this discovery and that as often as this happens the discovery is only a mere repetition of the accident there being neither reason nor an appreciation of experience to ensure its transmission among them Three, it is chance yes it is chance that is the deity who has made to us these numerous revelations for our practical benefit always understanding that under this name we mean nature that great parent and mistress of all things and this is evident whether we come to the conclusion that these wild beasts make the discovery from day to day or that they are gifted from the first with these powers of perception regard it in another point of view it really is a disgrace that all animated beings should have an exact knowledge of what is beneficial to them with the exception of man the ancients openly professing their belief that there is no evil without some admixture of good have asserted that aconite is a remarkably useful ingredient in the compositions for the eyes it may therefore be permitted me though i have hitherto omitted a description of the poisonous plants to point out the characteristics of aconite if only that it may be the more easily detected aconite has leaves like those of cyclamenus or of the cucumber never more than four in number slightly hairy and rising from near the root this root which is moderate size resembles the sea-fish known as the camarus a circumstance owing to which the plant has received the name of cameron from some while others for the reason already mentioned have called it telephonon the root is slightly curved like a scorpion's tail for which reason some persons have given it the name of scorpio others again have preferred giving it the name of myoctanum from the fact that the odor of it kills mice at a considerable distance even this plant is found growing upon the naked rocks known as acony and hence it is according to some authorities that it is called aconitum there being not so much as dust even about it to conduce to its nutriment such is the reason given for its name by some but according to others it receives this appellation from the fact that it fatally exercises the same effects upon the body that the whetstone does upon the edge of iron being no sooner employed than its effects are felt chapter three four Ethiopus four remedies Ethiopus is a plant with leaves resembling those of Flammus, large numerous hairy and springing from the root the stem is square rough similar to that of Arctium, in appearance and with numerous axillary concavities the seed resembles that of the fitch being white and twofold the roots are several in number long fleshy soft and of a viscous taste when dry they turn black and hard and might easily be taken for horns in addition to Ethiopia. This plant grows upon mount ida in troas and in messenia the roots are gathered in autumn and left to dry for some days in the sun to prevent them from turning moldy taken in white wine they are curative of affections of the uterus and a decoction of them is administered for sciatica pleurisy and eruptions of the throat the kind however which comes from ethiopia is by far the best and gives instantaneous relief chapter four agariton four remedies agariton is a ferulaceous plant a couple of palms in height similar to origanum in appearance and bearing flowers like balls of gold used as a fumigation this plant acts as a diuretic and as a detergent upon the uterus when used in a sitting bath more particularly its name has been given to it from the circumstance that it keeps a very long time without fading chapter v the aloe twenty nine remedies the aloe bears a resemblance to the squill except that it is larger and has more substantial leaves with streaks running obliquely the stem is tender red in the middle and not unlike that of the anthericus it has a single root which runs straight downwards like a stake driven into the ground its smell is powerful and it has a bitter taste the most esteemed aloes are those imported from india but it grows in the asiatic provinces as well this last kind however is never used except that the leaves are applied fresh to wounds indeed these leaves as well as the juice are glutinous to a marvellous degree and it is for this property that it is grown in vessels of a conical form in the same way as the greater some persons make incisions in the stem to obtain the juice before the seed is ripe while others again make them in the leaves as well tear-like drops are also found adhering to it which exude spontaneously hence it is that some recommend that the place should be paved where it is grown to prevent this juice from being absorbed some authors have stated that there is found in judea beyond hiero a mineral aloe but that is it is inferior to the other kinds being of a darker color and more humid than any of the rest aloes of the finest quality should be unctuous and shining of a red color brittle compact like the substance of liver and easily liquefied that which is hard and black should be rejected the same too when it is mixed with sand or adulterated with gum and acacia a fraud which may be easily detected by the taste this plant is of an astringent nature binding and slightly calorific it is employed for numerous purposes but principally as a purgative it being almost the only one of all the medicaments which produce that effect that is at the same time a good stomachic and does not exercise the slightest noxious influence upon the stomach it is taken in doses of one drachma and in cases of derangement of the stomach it is administered two or three times a day in the proportion of one spoonful to two of warm or cold water at intervals according to the nature of the emergency as a purgative it is mostly taken in doses of three drachme, and it operates still more efficaciously if food is eaten directly afterwards used with astringent wine it prevents the hair from falling off the head being rubbed with it the contrary way of the hair in the sun applied to the temples and forehead with rose oil and vinegar or used as an infusion in a more diluted form it allays headache it is generally agreed that it is remedial for all diseases of the eyes but more particularly for prerigo, and scaly eruptions of the eyelids as also for marks and bruises applied in combination with honey pontic honey in particular it is employed also for affections of the tonsillary glands and gums for all ulcerations of the mouth and for spitting of blood if not in excess the proper dose being one drachma taken in water or else vinegar used by itself or in combination with vinegar it arrests whether proceeding from wounds or from other causes in addition to these properties it is extremely efficacious for the cure of wounds producing cicatrization very rapidly it is sprinkled also upon ulcerations of the male organs and is applied to condolomata and chaps of the fundament either in common wine raisin wine or by itself in a dry state according as a mollifying or restrictive treatment is required it has the effect also of gently arresting hemorrhoidal bleeding when in excess in cases of dysentery it is used as an injection where the digestion is imperfect it is taken shortly after the evening meal for jaundice it is administered in doses of three oboli in water as a purgative for the bowels it is taken in pills with boiled honey or turpentine it is good also for the removal of hangnails when employed in ophthalmic preparations it is first washed that the more gravelly portions of it may subside or else it is put over the fire in a pipkin and stirred with a feather from time to time that the whole of it may be equally warmed chapter six alcea one remedy alcea is a plant with leaves resembling those of vervain known also as persterion some three or four stems covered with leaves a flower like that of the rose and white roots at most six in number a cubit in length and running obliquely it grows in a soil that is rich without being dry the root is given in wine or water for dysentery diarrhea ruptures and convulsions chapter 7 the allopon one remedy the allopon has a small stem with a soft head and is not unlike beet in appearance as an acrid viscous taste it's extremely pungent and burning taken in hydromel with a little salt it acts as a purgative the smallest dose is two drachmy a moderate dose four and the largest six when used as a purgative it is taken in chicken broth chapter eight alcyne a plant used for the same purposes as helxine five remedies alcyne a plant known as myositin to some grows in the woods to which in fact it is indebted for its name of alcyne it begins to make its appearance at midwinter and withers in the middle of summer when it first puts forth the leaves bear a strong resemblance to the ears of mice we shall have occasion however to speak of another plant which may with much more justice be called myosotis as for alcine it would be the same thing as helcine were it not that it is smaller and not so hairy it grows in gardens and upon walls more particularly when rubbed it emits a smell like that of cucumber it is used for abscesses inflammations and all those purposes for which helksine is employed its properties however are not so active it is applied topically also to deflections of the eyes and to sores upon the generative organs and ulcerations with barley meal the juice is used as an injection for the ears chapter nine the androsaces six remedies the androsaces is a white plant bitter without leaves and bearing arms surmounted with follicles containing the seed it grows in the maritime parts of syria more particularly this plant is administered for dropsy in doses of two drachmy, pounded or boiled in either water wine or vinegar it acts most powerfully as a diuretic it is used also for gout either taken internally or used as a liniment. the seed is possessed of similar properties chapter x Androsemen, or ascyrin six remedies andosemen, or as some persons call it ascyron is not unlike hypericon a plant of which we have spoken already the stems however are larger redder and lie more closely together the leaves are of a white colour and like those of rue in shape the seed resembles that of the black poppy and the upper branches when bruised emit a red juice the colour of blood these branches have also a resinous smell this plant grows in vineyards and it is usually in the middle of autumn that it is taken up and hung to dry used as a purgative it is bruised with the seed and taken in the morning or just after the evening meal in doses of true drachmae in hydromel wine or pure water the draught amounting to one sextarius in all it carries off bile and is particularly good for sciatica but in this last case caper root must be taken with resin the day after the dose being one drachma to be repeated every four days after being purged it is the practice for the patient if in robust health to take wine but if in a weak state of body water it is employed topically also for gout burns and wounds as it tends to arrest the flow of blood chapter eleven ambrosia botrys or artemisia three remedies ambrosia is a vague name which has fluctuated between various plants there is one however which has been more particularly designated by this appellation a branchy shrub-like plant with a thin stem some three palms in height the root of it is one-third shorter and the leaves towards the lower part of the stem resemble those of rue its diminutive branches bear a seed which hangs down in clusters and has a vinous smell hence it is that by some persons the plant is called botrys while to others it is known as artemisia the people of cappadocia use it for garlands it is employed in medicine as a resolvent chapter twelve the anonis or ononis five remedies the anonis by some called anonis in preference is a branchy plant and similar to fenugreek in appearance except that it is more shrublike and more hairy it has an agreeable smell and becomes prickly after spring it is pickled in brine for eating applied fresh to ulcers it cauterizes the margins of them for the cure of toothache the root is boiled in oxygrate taken in drink with honey the root expels urinary calculi for epilepsy it is administered in oxymel, boiled down to one half chapter thirteen the anagoras or acopon three remedies the anagoras known to some by the name of acopon is a shrub-like plant with an offensive smell and a blossom like that of the cabbage the seed grows in small horn-like pods of considerable length and resembles a kidney in shape it hardens about the time of harvest the leaves of this plant are applied to gatherings and are attached to the person in cases of difficult parturition care being taken to remove them the moment after delivery in cases where the extraction of the dead fetus is attended with difficulty or where the afterbirth or catamenia are retarded the leaves are taken in doses of one drachma in raisin wine the leaves are administered in the same manner for asthma they are prescribed also in old wine for injuries inflicted by the phalangium the root is employed medicinally as a resolvent and maturative the seed chewed acts as an emetic chapter fourteen the anonymous two remedies the anonymous through not having a name has at last found one it is brought from scythia and has been highly extolled by high Cassius, a physician of no small repute is also by Aristogiton, bruised in water and applied it is remarkably useful for wounds and taken in drink it is good for blows upon the chest or mammary, as also for spitting of blood it has been thought too that it might be advantageously taken in a potion for wounds i am of opinion that the additional statement to the effect that burnt fresh it acts as a solder to iron or copper is wholly fabulous Chapter fifteen five Aparine Ampha or Philanthropus three memedies aparine, otherwise called Ampha or Philanthropus, is a remose hairy plant with five or six leaves at regular intervals arranged circularly around the branches. The seed is round, hard, concave, and of a sweetish taste. It grows in cornfields, gardens, and meadows, and by the aid of its prickly points adheres to the clothes the seed is employed to neutralize the venom of serpents being taken in doses of one drachma in wine it is useful also for the bite of the phalangium the leaves applied topically arrest hemorrhage from wounds the juice is used as an injection for the ears chapter sixteen the arctium or arcturum five remedies the arctium is by some called arcturum in preference the leaves of it are like those of verbascum except that they are more hairy the stem is long and soft and the seed resembles that of cumin it grows in rocky localities and has a tender root white and sweet a decoction of it is made with wine for toothache being retained for that purpose in the mouth the plant is taken in drink for sciatica and strangury and is applied with wine to burns and chilblains which are fomented also with the root and seed bruised in wine chapter seventeen the asplanon or Neon, two remedies some persons call the aspinon by the name of hermia it has numerous leaves a third of a foot in length and a slimy root pierced with holes like that of fern white and hairy it is destitute of stem flower and seed and is found growing upon rocks or sheltered damp walls the most approved kind is that of crete a decoction of the leaves in vinegar taken in drink for a period of thirty days will consume the spleen it is said the leaves being applied simultaneously the leaves give relief also in hiccup this plant should never be given to females being productive of sterility chapter eighteen the asclepius. two remedies the asclepius has leaves like those of ivy long branches and numerous roots thin and odoriferous the flower has a strong offensive smell and the seed is like that of it is found growing in mountainous districts the roots are used for the cure of griping pains in the bowels and of stings inflicted by serpents either taken in drink or applied topically chapter nineteen the aster or bubanian three remedies the aster is called bubanian by some from the circumstance of its being a sovereign remedy for diseases of the groin it has a diminutive stem with oblong leaves two or three in number and at the summit it is surmounted with small radiated heads like stars this plant is taken also in drink as an antidote to the venom of serpents but if required for the cure of inguinal complaints it is recommended that it should be gathered with the left hand and attached to the body near the girdle it is of great service also worn as an amulet for sciatica chapter twenty ascyron and ascyroides three remedies ascyron and ascyroides are plants similar to one another and to hypericon as well except that the plant known as ascyroides has larger branches ferulaceous red all over and bearing small yellow heads the seed enclosed in small calyces, is diminutive black and resinous the tops of the branches when bruised stain like blood for which reason some persons have given it the name of androsemen. the seed is used for the cure of sciatica being taken in doses of two drachmy in one sectarius of hydromel it relaxes the bowels and carries off bile it is applied also to burns chapter twenty one the Alfaca three remedies the Alfaca has remarkably diminutive leaves it is but little taller than the lentil the pods are of a larger size and enclose some three or four seeds of a darker colour moister and more diminutive than those of the lentil it grows in cultivated fields is naturally more astringent than the lentil but in other respects is applied to much the same purposes the seed used in a decoction arrests fluxes of the stomach and bowels chapter twenty two Alkibium, one remedy i have not found it stated by authors what kind of plant alkibium is but the root i find and the leaves are pounded and employed both externally and internally for injuries inflicted by serpents when the leaves are used, a handful of them is bruised in three tyothi of undiluted wine. The root is employed in the proportion of three drachmy to the same quantity of wine. Chapter 23 Alectoroslophus or Christa Two memories, Alectoroslophus or Christa as we call it, has numerous leaves resembling a coxcomb, a thin stem and a black seed enclosed in pods, boiled with broken beans and honey it is useful for cough and for films upon the eyes the seed too is sprinkled whole into the eyes and so far is it from injuring them that it attracts and collects the filmy matter when thus used it changes colour and from black becomes white gradually swells and comes out of itself